bringing you the stories behind the songs. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for hanging out here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Omaha World Cup 2017.com. Well, last weekend, you met singer-songwriter, heralded by the New Yorker as folk rock goddess, Katie Curtis. And you heard about her new album, While We're Here, and the final outing tour. And now, back to part two of our interview with Katie Curtis. Now, I want to ask you about your voice. I'm very familiar with your music, and I've listened to your music for a long time. And I've always thought, you know, you feel like it's a friend singing to you, so genuine and authentic. Is that something in the studio that has always been there for you, or is that something that you kind of had to work on sounding so conversational? Uh, Well, I think it came naturally to me because I wasn't ever really taught to sing. I used to lose my voice a lot because I didn't sing the best. (laughs) I didn't have any training. Uh I've been able to get coaching on how to sing without hurting my voice, but to still keep it natural sounding. So I think the part of it that sounds natural has always been there, but the part of it that I'm not damaging my voice, I've had to learn. hard to (laughs) relearn how to sing when you're used to singing a certain way and, and keeping your sound? Right. Most of it was about just breath support and, okay. you know, standing up. <laughs> I would do these radio interviews <laughs> on tour and I'd be sitting down and like I would blow my voice out from, you yeah, remember like those, those morning interviews yes. sitting down and you're like, uh, and by the night your voice is half shots. So I think I used to lose my voice a lot too because I wanted to be, you know, perfect for every show and I would stress. And then after a while I went on tour with this guy and this is going to sound bad, but, it, but basically he's like, just have a shot of whiskey and relax. Yeah, <laughs> It's true. A shot of whiskey does a lot. Every so often, if you're that stressed out and you don't have a problem with drinking or whatever, it's no big deal to you. It's like, it's not a bad idea to every so often do that. And, you know, the world's not going to end if you're not perfect. Really, over the years, had to come to a place of stuff happens on stage that you didn't plan on. And, you know, you forget words. It's always fun for the audience if you just kind of involve them in fixing the problem. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't have a phone up there. Can someone Google my lyrics? Can someone Google my lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> um, now, the new model of people making music today, you know, everything is up for grabs now. So yeah. you have just announced that you were going off the road, you're going to quit touring, and you're going to kind of yeah. embrace some new paths. So talk about what that looks like for you. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I primarily make a living from touring, and it's a lot of fun to be on stage. But you know how it is. The impact it has on your family yeah. life is more than you can even imagine if you haven't done it. And so I just need to find other ways to really dive in. And, you know, I already have, like, a retreat business going where I do a couple of retreats a year. So I'm thinking about just expanding and doing. I love being with people in that creative place. You it's, know, it's a songwriting them. retreat, right? It's a songwriting retreat. I know. I forgot to say that part. It's a yoga <laughs> retreat. No, it's a songwriting retreat. And it's kind of opened over the years to a creativity retreat. Okay where some of the sessions like strictly for songwriters but I'm having a lot of fun working with people who just think they might like to write a song or might like to write a poem or a story and it's amazing what happens to people when they're in a nurturing environment without screens and someone's cooking for them and they just come up with ideas it's a very exciting space mm-hmm. to and sometimes live in, they so. have never been in touch with that side of themselves yeah. or it's been a long time right and I, I'm a firm believer that the reason we create is because it enlivens us 
and brings to life a part of our spirit that sometimes is dormant. And it's not about like, oh, I want to go make a living writing. It's about how do I bring this joy into my life? Right. And, and we get you know, so I, stuck with just the daily grind and everything we have yeah. to do that we forget about that right. part of us. Right. And it's so hard to prioritize it when, you know, you have to do so many other things. Right. So, and I think yes. interruptions are really hard when you're in that creative space and you yes. constantly interrupted. It's like you can never really complete a thought and then you try to go back and get it and it's gone. Uh, oh my God, that is so true. And it, this is a place where you can spend hours. You know, you can mm-hmm. choose to be part of a workshop or you can go off and do some time alone. And then, I mean, there's a lot of laughter and camaraderie and, uh-huh. you know, it's a good thing. So if I could manage to expand that part of my life and I think I'm going to be doing some teaching and I'll do some performing, you know, where I do a workshop and a performance. The only thing I'm not going to do is like what I'm doing right now, which is, you know, like, like this coming You're weekend, with that. Right. I'm going to be in the Midwest four days, then it's East Coast three days, yeah. then it's yeah. Midwest five days. I looked at your tours. It's pretty intense. Yeah, you know, I mean, the thing is, is like if you're a superstar, maybe you could do three months every other year. I don't know. But mm-hmm. like, you know, when you're playing to 100, 200 seat places, you have to keep that up. You have to do it all through the year, 150 yes. days a year at least. So I'm not willing to do it anymore, even though I did it for 25 years, right. and I'm grateful for all the experiences I've had. Singer-songwriter Katie Curtis here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, as you're kind of standing on this new threshold, embarking on a new direction, do you feel more excited, more scared? What are your feelings? I feel mostly excited. I like the fact that anything could happen. I feel like something might just come into my life that I don't expect. Uh But I'm I'm a Gemini, and I really like change. But here's the thing. I'm still looking at, like, six months of income coming in. You can ask me in August (laughs) (laughs) whether I'm more excited or more scared because I tend to think short term in in some ways. So I'm excited right now. I have this tour in front of me and then I'm done. You know, it's that kind of like, yeah. Um, So now the album, while we're here, talk a little bit about the recording process, you know, who's on the album and how it all came together. I really was hearing piano and keyboard Wurlitzer in my mind. I wanted it to be warm, really warm, mm-hmm. and to have a drum sound that was kind of a little rough, um, you know, like rough in, a, in an earthy way. Uh-huh. So I got Julie Wolf, who's this keyboard player who played with Ani DeFranco for years, and she brought in her friend John Evans on bass. He plays with uh, Sarah McLaughlin and Tori Amos, and so he's like this soul-sensitive guy, bass player. And then he brought in a drummer friend of his, Matthias Bossi, and so the three of them and me, we cut eight of the tracks just live, and I I kept most of those vocals, so it was really... In the moment, the whole theme of the album anyway. Right, and Julie plays, like, when she plays a chord on the piano, you feel like someone has gently taken their hands and laid them lovingly on your shoulders. Uh-huh. You know, that's that's the kind of vibe she has. Uh-huh. And then I wanted to do some more stuff. So this other keyboard player, Jamie Edwards, who plays with Amy Mann, he did more keyboard stuff. Uh-huh. We had some electric guitar, mandolin, and harmonies and whatnot. And um, I had a tremendous amount of support from Kickstarter, from fans. And so I really got to be picky and say, oh, this doesn't sound right. Let's bring in someone else. Let's do one more okay. thing, you know. Uh-huh. So you knew like what you were after. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know that experience when something isn't great, but you're like, oh, I'm being too picky. I yeah. don't do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's not great. A lot of times it's a small change that you have to make to be like, now I love it. Yeah. Okay, so now you're in the midst of this tour. It goes until August. And then when you get back, what's the next thing you're going to do? 
I think take a month off, okay. you know? I'd be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, be with my kids. They're 12 Are you the type of person that can relax when you take time off? Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes it's kind of like a retreat. You have to create mm-hmm. space yeah. for ideas to come. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just sit with this a little bit and see what happens. Yes. Well, we'll be very interested to know what's next for you. We've loved following you. your career and your music. Oh, thanks. And we really appreciate you spending time on our show and telling us about the latest. This has been a blast. I love you guys. Oh, thank you. I- I'm-, I'm looking forward to digging back into your music because now I'm like, oh, these guys are amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Katie, when the next thing comes up for you, come on back and we'll, we'll talk about okay. it. Okay. Thank you so much. That's singer-songwriter Katie Curtis here on the Mulberry Lane Show. you got to check out her new album, While We're Here. We're going to be back with a classic vocal group. Tony Butella of The Letterman is here. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by OmahaWorldCup2017.com. We can all die.